Hello, everybody, and welcome into episode number 123 of the Bible 2021 podcast. We're reading the 21st chapter of Matthew today, and our focus is on both the gentleness and the fierceness of Jesus. So every day we go through one Bible chapter and discuss it. I want to welcome new listeners in Kampala, Uganda, Northwest Cameroon, Africa, Madhya Pradesh, India, Monterey, California, Fairbanks, Alaska, and Sioux City, Iowa. Thank you all for listening. Our goal is to encourage daily Bible reading and obeying. And if we can help you out any, you can contact us through our website, Bible2021.com, which also has show notes and a transcript. So a question for you. How would you describe Jesus? If, For instance, if I were to say to you, what would be the one word you would use to describe Jesus? And of course, the trouble with an exercise like that is it utterly and completely fails to com- capture the majesty and the complexity of the character of Jesus, who is God incarnate, because one word is just too simple, too limiting to even begin to describe Jesus. Now, if we did attempt to describe Jesus with just one word, I suppose we'd probably get words like kind or loving or meek or gentle or wise and things like that. And of course, all of those would be true. Multitudes of scripture show us that Jesus is kind and gentle and meek. He came as a servant. He walked in great humility. And in our passage today, we're going to see Jesus riding into Jerusalem to be crucified on a donkey. What an unregal mount, the very opposite of what you would expect a king to ride on. As Matthew tells us, Jesus rode on a donkey to fulfill the words of the prophet from the Old Testament, who said, Tell daughter Zion, see, your king is coming to you, gentle and mounted on a donkey. And this really demonstrates for us what kind of king Jesus is. He's not flashy and he doesn't show off his power. And you know what? Most people kind of stop there in their view of Jesus. They see him as a lamb, the lamb who was killed for the sins of humanity, overflowing with kindness and love, welcoming to children, forgiving of prostitutes and a friend of sinners. And of course, all of that is true. Here's the thing, though. It's not the whole truth, because Jesus is not merely meek, kind, and gentle. He is also a lion, as today's passage is going to show us. Verse 12 and 13 says, Jesus went into the temple and threw out all of those buying and selling. He overturned the tables of the money changers and the chairs of those selling doves. He said to them, It is written, My house will be called a house of prayer, but you are making it a den of thieves. So this must have been pretty shocking for the disciples of Jesus and the Pharisees and the scribes and the people to see. Gentle Jesus overturning tables, lashing out with a whip. But here's the thing. Jesus is not schizophrenic or bipolar or anything like that. When he's welcoming the children with gentleness, he is being himself 100%. When he is humbly riding on a donkey, he is being himself 100%. When he's turning over the tables, he is being himself 100%. And he, re- when he returns for the second coming, riding on a war horse and strikes down his enemies with his sword, he is being himself 100%. Jesus, who is fully God and fully man, is also fully lion and fully lamb, gentle and fierce, humble and lofty. If we would really know Jesus, we need to see him in his wholeness. So let's read our passage and consider the character of Jesus. Matthew chapter 21, verse 1. When they approached Jerusalem and came to Bethphage at the Mount of Olives, Jesus then sent two disciples, telling them, 
Go into the village ahead of you. At once you will find a donkey tied there with her colt. Untie them and bring them to me. And if anyone says anything to you, say that the Lord needs them and he will send them at once. This took place so that what was spoken through the prophet might be fulfilled. Tell daughter Zion, see your king is coming to you, gentle and mounted on a donkey and on a colt, the foal of a donkey. The disciples went and did just as Jesus directed them. They brought the donkey and the colt, then they laid their clothes on them and he sat on them. A very large crowd spread their clothes on the road. Others were cutting branches from the trees and spreading them on the road. Then the crowds who went ahead of him and those who followed behind shouted, Hosanna to the son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest heaven. When he entered Jerusalem, the whole city was in an uproar saying, Who is this? The crowds were saying, This is the prophet Jesus from Nazareth in Galilee. Jesus went into the temple and threw out all of those buying and selling. He overturned the tables of the money changers and the chairs of those selling doves. And he said to them, It is written, My house will be called a house of prayer, but you are making it a den of thieves. The blind and the lame came to him in the temple, and he healed them. When the chief priests and the scribes saw the wonders that he did, and the children shouting in the temple, Hosanna to the son of David, they were indignant and said to him, Do you hear what these children are saying? Jesus replied, Yes. Have you never read you have prepared praise from the mouths of infants and nursing babies? Then he left them, went out of the city to Bethany, and spent the night there. Early in the morning, as he was returning to the city, he was hungry. Seeing a lone fig tree by the road, he went up to it and found nothing on it except leaves. And he said to it, May no fruit ever come from you again. And at once the fig tree withered. And when the disciples saw it, they were amazed and said, How did the fig tree wither so quickly? Jesus answered them, Truly I tell you, if you have faith and do not doubt, you will not only do what was done to the fig tree, But even if you tell this mountain, be lifted up and thrown into the sea, it will be done. And if you believe, you will receive whatever you ask for in prayer. When he entered the temple, the chief priests and the elders of the people came to him as he was teaching and said, By what authority are you doing these things? Who gave you this authority? Jesus answered them, I will also ask you one question, and if you answer it for me, then I will tell you by what authority I do these things. Did John's baptism come from heaven, or was it of human origin? They discussed it among themselves. If we say from heaven, he will say to us, then why didn't you believe him? But if we say of human origin, we're afraid of the crowd because everyone considers John to be a prophet. So they answered Jesus, we don't know. And he said to them, neither will I tell you by what authority I do these things. What do you think? A man had two sons. He went to the first and said, my son, go work in the vineyard today. He answered, I don't want to, but later he changed his mind and went. Then the man went to the other and said the same thing. I will, sir, he answered, but he didn't go. Which of the two did his father's will? They said the first. Jesus said to them, Truly I tell you, tax collectors and prostitutes are entering the kingdom of heaven before you, but John came to you in the way of righteousness and you didn't believe him. Tax collectors and prostitutes did believe him, but you, when you saw it, didn't even change your minds then and believe him. Listen to another parable. There was a landowner who planted a vineyard, put a fence around it, dug a wine press in it, and built a tower. He leased it to tenant farmers and went away. When the time came to harvest fruit, he sent his servants to the farmers to collect his fruit. The farmers took his servants, beat one, killed another, and stoned a third. Again, he sent other servants, more than the first group, and they did the same to them. Finally, he sent his son to them. They will respect my son, he said. But when the tenant farmers saw the son, they said to each other, This is the heir. 
Come, let's kill him and take his inheritance. So they seized him, threw him out of the vineyard and killed him. Therefore, when the owner of the vineyard comes, what will he do to these farmers? He will completely destroy those terrible men, they told him, and lease his vineyard to other farmers who will give him his fruit at the harvest. Jesus said to them, Have you never read in the scripture the stone that the builders rejected has become the cornerstone? This is what the Lord has done, and it is wonderful in our eyes. Therefore, I tell you, the kingdom of God will be taken away from you and given to a people producing its fruit. Whoever falls on this stone will be broken to pieces, but on whomever it falls, it will shatter him. When the chief priests and the Pharisees heard these parables, they knew he was speaking about them. Although they were looking for a way to arrest him, they feared the crowds because the people regarded him as a prophet. So here's Spurgeon, marveling at the gentle King Jesus riding on a donkey. He says, Matthew is always reminding us of the Old Testament. Every point of detail is according to the prophetic model. All of this was done that it might be fulfilled what was spoken by the Old Testament prophets because the Old and New Testaments dovetail into each other. The passage referred to here is in Zechariah 9.9. It represents Zion's king as meek and lowly, even in the hour of his triumphant entrance to his metropolis, riding not upon a war horse, but upon a young donkey, whereupon no man had sat. He had before said of himself, I am meek and lowly in heart, and now he gives one more proof of the truth of his own words, and at the same time of the fulfillment of prophecy. Tell the daughter of Zion, Behold, thy king comes to thee, meek and sitting upon a donkey. He did not, like Solomon, fetch horses out of Egypt to minister to his pride, but he who was greater than Solomon was content with a colt, the foal of a donkey, and even that humble creature was borrowed, for he didn't have one of his own. The tenderness of Jesus comes out in the fact of his having the donkey brought with her foal that they might not be parted. He was, as a king, all gentleness and mercy. His grandeur involved no pain, even for the meanest leaving thing. How blessed is it is for us to be ruled by such a king. So, by the way, did you notice that it was a donkey that it had never been ridden before until Jesus got on it? And here's the thing. It can take up to a year to get a donkey r- rideable. But Jesus was so gentle and so authoritative that he was able to ride this donkey with no problems whatsoever through a a loud crowd who was hollering and throwing palm branches down. This is a miracle of Jesus I think that's barely talked about. See your king riding gently on a donkey, but don't start stop there. See him also overturning tables. And here's Tim Keller on that aspect of Jesus. Here... In the table turning, we have Jesus Christ who said, I am gentle, meek, and lowly. Jesus Christ who was a lamb before the shearers. He was quiet and meekly took his death, his accusation, and trial. Here is the Jesus who says, turn the other cheek. But we see him terrible in his wrath, literally cracking the whip over people, maybe on people. The thunder in his voice and the lightning in his eyes must have been terrible, and he drove everyone from the temple. This gentle, meek, lowly, turn-the-other-cheek Lamb of God is driving everybody out from the temple with anger and fury, and we have to ask ourselves, what? Is Jesus schizophrenic? No. The answer is no. He is perfect. Now look, he's not only perfect, as Keller says, but he has all authority on heaven and earth. He is gentle and fierce, lion and lamb, king of kings, and the one who gave his life for us. So let us see Jesus rightly in his splendor, in his glory, in his lowliness, and his fierceness. We will close with our Bible verse for the month of May, 
Matthew 28, 18-20, the Great Commission, Jesus came near and said to them, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe everything I have commanded you. And remember, I am with you always to the end of the age. A wonderful promise to end on. Good day to you, friends, and Godspeed.